Rhythm, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you got to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. Out in the multiverse. Ooh, today was a day. Welcome to Straight Out of Gotham. This is episode 59. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows uh, on the Batman Podcast Network by heading on over to Batman uh, on film.com. Check out the podcast tab. Check out all the great shows. Uh, everyone loves the uh, Gotham Outsiders, Batman Book Club. I know ELTD's on there. Um, Azrael Podcast should be on there who knows um <laughs> it'll be there one day there's a lot of great shows over there so check it out and uh, it's just a lot of fun i am your co-host from the other side of the hudson river a senior contributor to batman on film i am peter arvera and today we're recording on december 20 22nd 2021 uh right before the new year uh maybe the last show of the year we don't know possibly definitely the last show before christmas <laughs> and as always we have a great show for you today but i'd like to remind you all of our faithful listeners if you take the time to rate and review this show on apple podcasts and we read your review on air not only do you enter but you win our monthly contest you win a prize pack uh we just sent out our latest prize pack uh the winner was more than happy uh bunch of comic books student patrol poster lots of great stuff um i'm, I'm sure uh just a wonderful little uh addition to their christmas present now let me introduce you to my partner in crime the man who won the 1979 amityville pepper mint bark championship a fellow Batman on film contributor, ladies and gentlemen, the man who hates female superheroes, Eric Holzman. That would have made me three years old. <laughs> when you got game, you got game, bro. Oh, my God. Hello, Pete. And I do not hate female superheroes. Stop it. Uh, Batwoman. I just, you're not watching Batwoman. Yeah. And you guys make fun of me for liking Captain Marvel. So give me which is it? Do I not like female superheroes? I'm not <laughs> picking a lane. <laughs> All right, man. How are you? How you been? I, I, me, I'm. Uh, I, I'm. It's Christmas. The holiday season is almost over. <laughs> it's crazy, right? And it's it's I like was like I, this really snuck up on me this year. I was not prepared this year for holiday season. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that. Seriously, this was an off year. The last. I feel like we just recorded our Halloween show, and now we're doing. It's almost Christmas, and it's like crazy. Oh, how it feels fast. like Casey Walsh was yesterday. I know, right? It feels like we just had him on of um, the show. But yeah, the this season, this year, it's crazy in the pandemic in pandemic times sometimes I feel like the time is going really slow. In pandemic but, times, that's crazy. But this year it's Back. kind of been because we reopened a little bit and at least in the summertime we had some it was a pretty good time and things were more under control and we were doing more. So this year kind of went a little bit faster. But yeah, man, it's been, I can't believe it. it's, we're two weeks away from a new year, 2022, which of course the Batman is coming, right? In 2022. That's something Batman we're all, is coming. We this are all, is yes. the year. Yes. We can finally say it comes out this year in a few days. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we, of course, we're going to get into some of that a little bit, um, in the, in the coming minutes, we're going to get into that and a bunch of other things going on. 
uh, next year, obviously. We have a, guys, we have all different kinds of news to break down. Pete and I have some stuff we want to talk about. Um, but first, since we are close to Christmas, if you guys have not gotten your gifts yet, do not forget that is the holiday season. And if you're not sure what to give as a stocking stuffer, well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. And as you know, that's about 8 million balls if we do the math correctly. So don't forget, with our code GOTHAM, you get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. They have a bunch of new stocking stuffer gifts this year. The first one I'm going to bring up is the 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner. It just launched. Uh, They have a cologne-infused body wash. They have shears to clip your nails. Crop mops, which is ball wipes. So if you don't have the spray or you're out in public and you need to, you know, fix the situation very quickly, you could carry those around. And they have a cologne. So five new items that you could stick in the stocking it's a little close but you could give gifts after christmas it's okay if you forgot or you know you know you got that cousin who's like long distance who you're not going to see till new year's anyway right so So you still got time for shipping and yeah not to mention my favorite which is the uh the crop preserver that's still my favorite yeah i mean that and the boxers the the, the most comfortable boxers in the history of the world yes this uh, crop preserver ball deodorant is uh it's good stuff. Yeah, if you get the performance package, what Pete is talking about, that's their top of the line where you get the you get everything plus the boxers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boxers are extremely comfortable. I, I really have yeah. to agree with him. I don't know they what so they're made out of, but it's like Egyptian silk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I was like, man, it feels like it's just a, there's nothing there. Yeah, and I mean. <clears throat> Like everyone says, oh, the summertime is more in a sweaty situation. But hey, if you're in, you have a job, you're wearing a bunch of clothing because it's cold outside, things could get a little sticky down there as well. So you get some of these products, keep yourself feeling fresh all day. Don't forget, it's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the code, with our code Gotham. And be the ballsiest gift giver ever this year with Manscaped. So let's move forward. Let's, let's talk about we brought up the batman and that is coming and apparently it is the most anticipated movie (laughs) of 2022 so far imdb say that uh, again it's what did a survey and it is the most anticipated movie Uh next year and i'll read the rest of the list followed by scream thor love and thunder top gun maverick which Mm -hmm. is kind of weird um killers of the flower moon I don't even know what that is. Jurassic World Dominion, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Mission Impossible 7, Uncharted, and The Flash. So I think it's cool that we have the Batman is first, and then Mm -hmm. the last on the list is The Flash. We got like the bookends of all the other films. First off, like, I think you have something to say. (laughs) What do I I have to say? I think think you owe a certain character, maybe an apology. Then you kind of doubted if anyone was interested in his. I did not doubt it for myself. Okay. Let me just get that out there. I wanted to see this movie. And I even said in the article that Pete's talking about, I even said I I would make a Batman Batman movie every two years (laughs) because I love Batman movies and I love the character. So I'd love to see as many as they can make. You'd Um, love a Sebulba movie. (laughs) 
I don't know. I don't know about Samoa. <laughs> but you know what? It's Star Wars, so I'd see it. I'm not even going to say I would definitely see the movie. <laughs> I, so not even, you know, it's not a stretch. Uh, but <laughs> yes, apparently the anticipation for this film has built. And it, I'm assuming it's because of the just the tremendous both trailers and the second one even mm-hmm. more so yeah um really good and word the, of mouth yep and the good campaign of for mouth. this i'm sure everyone yeah who doesn't yes. let's be honest who's not pumped uh, even just i mean you know justin's aside who's not pumped for the batman you know it's true most of the people i speak to now um are anticipating it more than when i for even friends who i've had and again i think it's just taken time for people to get comfortable pattinson was a big deal when he was first cast people didn't love the casting um they saw him as obviously edward cullen from the twilight movies they didn't know him should i watch these movies I wouldn't if I were you. Um, <laughs> not that it's going to change your feelings on him. They're just really, to me, if you're not a teenage girl, they're not good movies to watch. I'll just put it out there like that. So, but yeah, but I think all of that stuff has really pushed it and I've seen a change as well. So, yes, I, and I'm happy about that. I am happy this movie is getting. Well, you better um, be because the I, attention I, now. I, I and, start to question you and whether you really, you know, have Batman's best interests. Oh, I have Batman's best yeah, interests. I know you seem to be a little bit of a negative Nancy over there. I was never, no, I was never negative. I just, when you have this character and we've had several movies of him, of him come out, sometimes timelines get confusing, people get confused. And it frustrates them that they don't know what they're watching. I think No Way Home has proved that uh, they don't care and they just <laughs> well, want a <the> movie. <laughs> yeah. Because and we'll talk about that later. because <laughs> Spoilers. No, yes. And it will be spoiler filled, filled. So if you guys don't want to listen, mm. we will say we're going to talk about Spider-Man and then you could turn it off if you haven't seen the movie yet. Because mm. trust me, if you haven't, I wouldn't want to be spoiled. It's. it's I won't say this. Toot my own horn. I muted the hell out of Twitter, and I didn't get one thing spoiled, and I saw it Sunday at 8 p.m. As as much as Eric tried to spoil it, like you saw, me, you all saw my <laughs> updates not. on Twitter. Eric I... was Eric must have paid like some kind of. Oh. He must have run out of theater because he's sending me these videos. I did no such thing. And he's doing it with like a razor too, so it's kind of grainy. You know, like he's doing it like <laughs> old, old school style film. Yeah, like... he's doing he's doing it old school style. You know, so as much as Eric tried to, uh, oh, I would never do that. Oh, you did. He was like, I'm, I'm gonna, not that he's one. Like, I'm no. going to get Peter. Now, Justin, on the other hand, me. Justin oh, might. Justin <laughs> Just, has been known. Justin's like, yo, let me FaceTime you. Here's the movie. <laughs> We're just oh, I didn't kidding. know it was a butt We're dial. Just <laughs> We're just Justin, Justin wouldn't, I don't think he spoils things, but he doesn't mind being spoiled. I think that's probably right. the best way he to does explain butt it. Dial a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, but, um, but yeah, so again, I'm happy that the Batman now is the most anticipated film. All I right. thought I'm the Flash would be higher. I did think the Flash would be higher on that list. I didn't expect I, it to be I 10. Think, I don't know if the general audience knows about the Flash yet. That's fair. You know, I I know Keaton's been, he's, he says like one word or two in these interviews about, you know, being Batman again. Like, I know that's like a thing and it's going to ramp up. I'm sure he's going to go on the press tour for this movie very soon. So and uh, I think- it'll happen. And I think now there might be even a little more intrigue for the Batman because we're getting little snippets about the characters. Mm-hmm. And one of the snippets we got just a couple of days ago was um, the Penguin character 
Oh yes. Is being inspired was apparently is inspired by Fredo from The Godfather. So I that instantly I'm thinking this guy is gonna betray Falcone. And he's hmm. gonna probably get like black uh blacklisted. He'll have to start his own gang, then it'll be gang war, maybe that'll be the TV show. Right, which yeah, which is similar to the the TV show we don't talk about much or don't name on this show, but they did that that's- for like three episodes. No, he <laughs> killed Maroney and he killed uh who else did he kill? He killed somebody else. I think it was it wasn't Falcone. Falcone was around for a while. Yeah, he was around for a while. Maroney um, definitely died. Early. But no, but they kind of that it sound like in reading the synopsis of what they're going to do, it sounds like the the Gotham version of Penguin is similar to this one. Um, again, that was one of the I things don't. from that show that I really liked. I liked that interpretation. He so, needed a better haircut. Yeah. So if we're getting a better version of that, which it could only be better, then I'm really looking forward to it. I so don't know. Like Farrell's an incredible actor, man. I'm kind of I, – I honestly expect to come out of there and feel like Penguin was in more of the movie because I feel like Farrell's going to be a presence. I mean just looking at him and how they did his makeup and prosthetics, he's a presence. Like he's you know. very much um, one of the things that stands out. To see if he's, he's Fredo – like, oh, he's just a weasel. Like, what is he? Which is great for Oswald. You know, like, he should be this weaselly. I'll stab you behind the back just so I can get ahead. It probably won't work out, so I'm screwing myself over, so I got to trust this guy for a little bit. You know, like, yeah. if he's do- if he's doing stuff like that, then I'm like, oh, yeah, baby. Like, please tell me he's got an umbrella at some point. <laughs> please tell me he's holding an umbrella at some point. Well, I'm hoping that if they when they bring that part of it, maybe it'll be towards the end. And the Colin Farrell says something in this that make like you know now he doesn't die because he said he talks about it and he he talks about um the development of the character and he said mm. I would love to get to explore that in the second film if that was ever to happen. I think like Farrell could almost be like um, Murphy in the Nolan verse, just a greater role. Yeah, that's you fair. Know, I think you can have if it's if the Penguin's kind of like maybe like Batman. So, some maybe somehow Batman can I don't know get Penguin to flip and work for him. You know, like you know, it, it's some kind of weird relationship where you know the Penguin kind of gets off easy on his gambling racket if he feeds the Batman information. You know, like and and right. you know you could have the Penguin inter, intertwined throughout these. Like as an Oswald fan, like I'm loving it. I'm like, yeah, Penguin. And we know from the trailer, we know that he chases him and catches him. So we don't know when that happens not, in the movie, yeah. but we know that happens. So yeah, you're very, mm-hmm. you very well could be right. That could be some kind of thing. It'd just be have. cool, and uh, I'm sure whatever they come up with is going to be cool. But uh, yeah, it's just it's nice knowing that Oswald has a spot in this world. Like you know, I love we all like you know, tis the season for Batman Returns. We all know I love it, but yes, Oswald does die. And we never see him again. You know, like to yeah. have Oswald. You know, he's he has, you know, I know everyone's gonna bring up Gotham wasn't that long ago, but like Gotham's horrible. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's a you're stain. right, you're right. And it's funny that this movie is taking two of the main villains from that show because Riddler were figured prominently uh-huh. in Gotham as well, and they're redoing them in this one. So it's kind of a cl- palate cleanser for mm. people who didn't like Gotham. Uh, now we're getting this version of both of these characters. Obviously, the Riddler is much different take on the character than we've seen before um it's edward nashton not nigma you have the difference you know there but 
I am so looking forward to just the, those two performances and those um, that those two. You're right in this movie because we haven't seen them on the big screen since um, Schumacher and Burton. So yeah, I mean it's ninety two, ninety five. Yep. So I'm so looking forward well, to Gotham that. Gotham Riddler wasn't the worst thing in the world. No, so. like I said, those they were probably the two best parts of the show if you look at it overall. And and Catwoman, probably the, the arc from season one to the final season, they were probably mm-hmm. the best things about the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, again, we're getting a cinematic version of it now, and yeah, this is going to be cool. And the fact that they, that Fredo is the comparison, and Fredo is one of the to me in movie history is one of the greatest characters um, because of just how, I don't want to say pathetic, but sympathetic you are towards him, even though he's not really a good person, but you're very sympathetic towards him. Um, You want kind of that attachment, I think. And if they're going for that in this movie, which I feel like is going to be very psychological in nature, um, it's going to just add an element to the film around this villain. So, Awesome, it's, awesome. It's an interesting comparison. It just is. Yes. And guys, all of this stuff, and I, I believe right now you can get the digital copy of the Empire um, magazine about the Batman. I believe the digital copy is available. So if you want to do that. When do they hit newsstands, you know? Because um, I don't want to order it online. I kind of want to go to a Barnes & Noble and buy it. It says tomorrow. It says the 23rd. Okay. So that's tomorrow. So We'll see. So I'm I will be out tomorrow so maybe I'll see if I can grab it somewhere. Um and if I do, I will talk to you guys about it. I'll talk about it. I'll They never had them out. at the Hudson News in Penn Station. That's <laughs> kind of a bummer. I was like you guys have all these magazines and books, you don't have Empire? I know. We might have to go to a uh, I might have to go to like official magazine. I think you have place. to go to like a Barnes and Noble. Yeah. So I have to, but I have to get a couple gift cards, and I was gonna do it there, so I'll probably just run there and get this magazine then and see. But should be a good article, um, a good, a good um, issue. Sorry, with all these articles in it, because we've gotten more from a little snippets of more information about the Batman from the Empire stuff already that's been leaked. So, sticking with Batman, we got some other news just today. Uh, <laughs> So there was an email. Was that was it leaked on purpose or was someone just I don't know. But I saw an email um, where they had a cast listing for the Batgirl and none other than Michael Keaton. Uh, I think it, it was the WB UK like PR website. Right. And I believe it was a mishap. I do not believe it was supposed to be posted. I don't think so either, but ha, it was. <laughs> it was, and it made the rounds. And uh, yes. I mean, this is just great. I mean, if you've been paying attention to Batman all film, if you've been paying attention to this podcast, then you have known this for quite a long time. And, you know, now yeah. that it's just public, just yay, hoo-ha, like great, Keaton's back again. <laughs> like, right. I mean, it's uh, He's already here. <laughs> it has been rumored for a long time. Yeah. Uh of course. It's just exciting. Like, okay, yes. great. More Keaton Batman. I'm like, oh, God, yes, yes. So, yeah, it's very, very cool and awesome to know that The Flash is not the first, the last time we're going to get him, but we're going to get I, more I, of him. I will make a, I'm going to speculate that The Flash will be the last time we see him suit up as Batman. I don't think in Batgirl he suits up. I think by the end of The Flash, I think I really have a nice feeling that he will be this more... Um, 
Batman Beyond Bruce Wayne than anything else. Yeah, I think that's a fair read <clears throat> I think that's on things. See. And then we're just going to go into Batgirl. That's just how I, th- I think it's going to happen. Right. And we also got some- And I also to- think that H- uh, H- I think this movie is going to go to theaters. I just got to- If Blue Beetle's going to theaters, I think this is going to go to theaters too. The fact they got Keaton involved, I think this is bound for theaters. Which was something we were going to discuss and I wasn't going to bring it up, but yes, I'll just talk about it really quickly now. Why wouldn't we discuss it? it? It's totally- Blue Beetle just did it. It's totally up for speculation. No, that's what I mean. I oh. was I was going to get to Blue Beetle, but now that we you brought it oh. up, I'll just talk about, <laughs> talk about it now. I was like, why were we talking about this uh, topic? This is a hot topic. <laughs> Yeah, so as Pete just said, Blue Beetle has gone is being moved from being an HBO Max movie to an actual theatrical release, which I think is awesome. Which is great because you know what? Those special effects are going to be even better. Right. And special uh, effects will be better. The Blue Beetle needs good special effects. So I'm right. And it. again, this character um is new and for, for a lot of people. And I think it'd be cool to have it in theatrical in the theaters where people can go see it and not just yeah. home. It's, it's real, this is really good so. news for the character of Blue Beetle. Yes. It just is to get a theatrical movie. It, 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 there's a big difference. Like streaming's great and we all love it. Like I can't deny it. It's wonderful, but there's a huge difference between getting a theatrical release and uh you know a direct to you know streaming or video whatever you want to call it anymore you're right and i mean we were talking about it before we came on air but i the matrix came out today as well um and it's on hbo max and i told you i was thinking of watching it on hbo max but i don't i couldn't i'm gonna actually go to the theater i, I want to see that up. on a big screen yeah i was gonna watch it and i'm like you know what i can't do it you should watch batwoman so <laughs> Oh, Jesus. You just don't stop. I will never... No, are you kidding me? Harass you the rest of your life. Other ca- speaking, going back to the Flash... Um, sorry, the Batgirl email. Other characters were also confirmed that in this press release or whatever it was. So, J.K. Mm-hmm. Simmons, obviously, as we know, is coming back as Commissioner Gordon. Brendan Fraser, as we've heard and as we know, will be playing Firefly. And Jacob Scipio will be, prefer- be in an unspecified role. So, he was the other guy mentioned... On the, this press release or whatever it was, so so yeah, uh, I'm just excited. Go. I mean, I'm excited for this movie. Uh, I, now I got even more faith in this movie. The fact that Keaton's attached to it, like you know, I, I think he's on a roll right now, and I think he's really confident. And you know, and I, man, is really, there? I think Keaton just wants to do this. Like, I think I, I don't know. Like, I I don't know if it was Birdman or the Vulture, but like he's like he's got a second chance to be Batman. I think Keaton realizes what this could do. I mean, obviously for him financially and everything, like, you know, it's Batman. Like he gets, it's Michael Keaton. He gets to be Batman again. Like this is, I feel like this is, this is a big thing. It's weird. Cause it's kind of the role that, I mean, obviously night shift, but he was kind it was kind of a comedic role in night shift too, but it's one of the, Batman's one of the roles that took him from a comedy guy to a more serious actor. So I think he understands that as well, that, Hey, this character did a lot for my career. And to get a chance to play him now at this stage of his life and career, I mean, it's great. Like, and I was talking to somebody on Twitter. And I was like, dude, like, I was like, man, like, Keaton's like the most beloved Batman of our generation. Like, Adam West has passed, and uh, that mantle yeah. has been passed. And Michael Keaton, he's just like, I, I know Bale was great, and Affleck's got his, his, his group of fans, and so does Val Kilmer, but like, you know, it's it's tough to beat, you know, Keaton. Even you know, as, even as good as the Christian's movies are, so much better. But still, it's like you know, that it's that look, man. It's those eyes. Like he, he to me, he's my Batman. Like my theatrical mm-hmm. Batman. Anyway, obviously, Adam West really is my Batman because 
He was honestly like I go back and forth between Keaton and Affleck. Affleck looks great in the suit. Like I can't aesthetically, Affleck's Batman's phenomenal. Exactly. I wish I could have seen him in in an oval suit, but yes, um, Uh, aesthetically. But he's so much different than Keaton's Batman because it's like Keaton's Batman. It's it's like I said, it's those eyes. It's the way he looks at you. Yeah, I mean, in the suit especially, yes. Mm -hmm. Like that's he does have those eyes that just kind of captivate. You and they say he doesn't have to speak. They say enough for him, yeah. which is great. I'm excited though. So like, yeah, I am just, too. It's great news. It's just you know. I am too. We're getting. <laughs> How could you not be not excited? It's crazy that we're getting a Batgirl film, a real one. Because uh, I remember, remember the little ruse with the Joss Whedon Batgirl film. <laughs> so oh God, yeah. we're getting a real one, which is awesome, right? So, and, and you know, this may lend itself to be a little bit more of a kind of a Batman Beyond type thing, right? But like, it's weird. It's like a, it's like Batgirl meets Batman Beyond, and maybe we get a Robin. I don't know, or a Nightwing. I have Maybe. no idea. It'd Who be knows? interesting. It'd be interesting to see. We'll see what happens. So. Let's see what Batgirl does. You know, um, let's see what the Flash does actually, because uh, I feel like all this stuff is going to happen after whatever the Flash does. <laughs> right. Basically, like that movie is going to change things. Apparently, so that's so, the first domino to fall. Someone who has been um, beloved in the comic book space uh, since his first appearance in Spider-Man was J.K. Simmons, right? Obviously, he played J. Jonah Jameson. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as we know, as I just said, he is also going to be in Batgirl. And he had a pretty cool response when being asked about returning to play Commissioner Gordon, which, of course, he played in Justice League, a very small role. Um, Both cuts. Right, both cuts. So this is what he had to say. Well, it's a more significant character in the story this time around, which is great. When we were doing Zack Snyder's Justice League, that was with the intent that we were laying groundwork for these characters to be expanded on. And with these superhero multiverses, I guess now they're going in different directions. I was surprised when Marvel came back to ask me to do JJ in the new Spider-Man movies that they were coming to me to play Batgirl's father, Commissioner Gordon, again in this new version of the universe. We've already had lots of discussions discussions about the script and how to play everything. I'm excited by the cast and the directors and looking forward to diving back into the DCU multiverse. So there you have it. So it was important to notice, note that he says like new version or going in different directions. Mm-hmm. It's kind of making the clear distinction that this isn't totally connected to what we've gotten before. This may not be, you know, right. Right. the same universe as the last time we saw him. He could be any, he could be anywhere right now. This could be right. just a version of Gordon somewhere, right? Exactly. Because as we know, the Flash is supposed to be the version of the multiverse that... Mm-hmm. Um, that DC is doing. So if they're doing Flashpoint, obviously, we, if you know the Flashpoint story, you know how that works out. So you're right. He could just be um, a version of Jim Gordon from another part of the multiverse. Yeah. So we'll see. Again, like, and this, this is another thing. You got to wait until the Flash, <laughs> which is kind of why I hate this because it's like, ah, oh, damn, you shared universe. <laughs> <laughs> you're affecting everything. Like, I want to talk about this movie, but I don't know what's going on until I see this one. I know it's like, but it's cool again that they're, and I I give them credit for doing this, for not redoing everything and for finding a way to bring these things together. I think there's some contractual things here too. Like, you know, when you get an actor as good as J.K. Simmons, do you really want to just have him walk away or can you, 
if you have some kind of project, you want to use this multiverse as an excuse to be like, hey, look, like you can still come back and these guys want to hire you. Like, I just feel like everyone involved would be like, yeah, like I'll do this. J.K. Simmons wants to work. Warner Brothers wants to make this movie. These guys want, uh, the directors want a top notch actor and they can get this. So they're like, I'm, I'm sure everyone involved was like, this seems like a no brainer. You know? <clears throat> So. Yeah, I mean, you're right. If if you want to be doing movies with um, J.K. Simmons in it, like he's that yeah, good an actor. Sure. So, like, as as a studio, as a director, you know, like hell yeah. yes. So we spoke about that. We keep going back between the Flash and Batgirl. Well, we got more casting news today about the Flash, and this one kind of threw me a little bit. Um. So it was also released today that in the upcoming Flash movie, Michael Shannon will be returning, obviously, as General Zod. Mm-hmm. And Ancha Trawa, who played Feora, will also be returning in the Flash film. So maybe Zod escapes the... Well, Zod, I guess I was going to say Zod escapes the Phantom Zone, but he's dead. Maybe Feora escapes the Phantom Zone, goes back in time. Who knows? I mean, this is the Flash. Anything's possible. What if Feora uses the Flash to get Zod back? I mean, that's a possibility. She's, yep. she's also very brilliant. Uh, who knows? Um, it's interesting. You know, uh, is are they going to like kind of teleport out before the events of Man of Steel? Like when? Like what? At what period? You, just, you know, interesting exactly. stuff. What part of the timeline yeah, are like, we talking about here? Apparently, now it's like, oh, I can't. <laughs> damn you, No Way Home! Look what you started. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Like we're getting all these. You can even go back and say "damn you, Endgame," right? Because that's where Endgame. Yeah, all this stuff even, started. Uh, so Crisis on Infinite Earth, the CW yep. did this too. Yeah, this is a, this is the new thing. This is the new thing. So yep. So we have all of these uh, moving parts. I think this room really threw me because I didn't expect these two to come back ever. Um. Ah, uh, it's just like it, not in this movie. Right. If you were like, if they were like, Man of Steel two is really happening, and it's like, and Feora is back somehow. I would right. blink an eye, right? But uh, well, in the Flash movie, but then it still makes it like all that. And, well, it's a Flash time movie, timeline movie, so like right. nothing's off the table. Right, and it is the timing of it is weird because we just got the Matthew Vaughn article too, which talked about him wanting to do oh, a Man God. of Steel two. Yeah, we knew this already. Right? It's, it's you could tell you could tell Christmas is coming cuz the uh it's <laughs> all the slow news day articles are happening. Yeah, but that was an interesting little piece of the Vaughn article was also a very interesting little piece. Yeah, it's uh, not that we haven't him. known though. He said this multiple times. And it's, he's not the only one who said it. Like Christopher McQuarrie said it too. Like he'd love yeah. to do a, a second to a Man of Steel film with Henry Cavill playing Superman. I'll do a proper sequel. They want to stay more true to the character, the happy Superman that everyone loves. Like it's the same well, stuff they all some say. Some people love. So, don't be a gatekeeper. Well, the uh, the majority of people love. Let me put it that way. That's the that's the version of the character that I know in life people have loved. So. Whatever. The article, <laughs> <laughs> the Flash News continues um, outside of Shannon being named and, and Ancha Trower being named. Um, the, they also confirm other people, as we know. So um, with the Flash, so Sasha Kaye, Kiersey Clemens, uh, Maribel Verdu as Nora Allen, Ron Livingston taking over for Billy Crudup as... Um, Damn you, Mata. As Henry, yes. Mata did that. Yep. So... <laughs> That's stuff we already know. Yeah, I mean, again, already been uh, there. I don't expect them to really have significant roles. I think uh, maybe we just see them really quickly. Who knows? 
Right. Many things on the table. Um, we don't know too much about this movie. We only got that little teaser. Mm-hmm. And we only bait, know the bare, bare minimum. So, right. Which is still which, exciting. You know? And they yeah. did it, which they did on purpose. I mean, oh, which is fine. I'm, I'm not complaining. Like, I got, I got one, I got another, I already have, I have one Batman movie two months away, essentially. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you could take your time, keep my Keaton Batman nice and safe, show it to me when it's ready. You know, I'm not going to complain about it. Like, I'll, I'll wait for it when you, when you want to show me the Keaton Batman. <laughs> I'll gladly see it. But, uh, you know, I'm not freaking out. But, uh, Again, just ah, so pumped. So, as you guys know, Pete is a huge fan of Batwoman. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, apparently, we've got news that the writers of Batwoman are going to be developing a drama titled Gotham Knights. And as we know from the Gotham Knights video game (laughs) and all other Gotham Knights um, stuff that we know, this could be a pretty cool show. Um we don't really know who else is going to be in it, but this is the logline for the show. So in the wake of Bruce Wayne's murder, his rebellious adopted son forges an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies when they all frame for killing the Cape Crusader. And as the city's most wanted criminals, this renegade band of misfits must fight to clear their names. But in a Gotham with no dark night to protect it, the city descends into the most dangerous it's ever been. So However, Batman's hope dead. comes from the most unexpected of places as the team of mismatched fugitives will become its next generation of saviors. So, this obviously is going to be a CW show. Interesting. So, uh, we'll see how, what happens. Uh, we'll see what they do. We'll see what characters they introduce us to. Sounds very uh, dramatic. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like uh, it sounds like an interesting concept. Um, we'll it see. Seems very similar is. to the synopsis of the video game. Uh, yeah, but it's, right? but they said yeah, but it's it's. Uh, I wonder who's Batman's son. Are they just going to go straight to Damien? Um, well, it says adopted. Adopted? Are they can Grayson. They can do Drake. I don't know. Right. Um, they can even do Jason. <laughs> they could. Uh, I don't know. I got I got to see more. I, I got to see some casting and uh, what whatnot. But you know, I think season three of Goth of Goth of uh, Batwoman has been actually really good. You know this compared to what it's been before. Yes, you tell um, me. This I all think the time. I should watch it. Completely different show. Totally different atmosphere. <laughs> really, just just amazing. Um, so, and you could listen to my thoughts even more on the uh, latest Batman on Film podcast where we did a mid season review. Me, Ryan Haas, and Gary. Grabs, so check that out. Oh Jesus! Uh, How did you get uh, Garrett to do that? He asked us. How did you get him to do that? <laughs> sure, he did. He asked us. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you guys want to do that? I'm like, of course I want to do this. Well, that's I can't good. talk Batwoman on my show because my I'm co-host glad. hates female superheroes. I'm glad. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I'm glad you've got somewhere to talk about it. I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so because <laughs> if, if that it wasn't there, I'd be like Justin, just be like Rad Fred, Rad Freds, right? Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, nah, bro. All right, so let's switch houses very quickly. Um, first, we'll start with Disney, um, and then we'll go into Marvel, and then we'll talk Spider Man. So. We got news that Disney is rebooting Zorro as a telenovela-style TV show with Wilder Valderrama, who, if you guys know from that 70s show, he's also been on one of the NCIS, FBI, one of those shows he's on now. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And yes, he will be starring as Zorro. Um, so is that Fez as Zorro? Huh? That's Fez yes. as Zorro? <laughs> yes. It's like, oh my God, now, now it makes sense. Yes. So I, the last time we've seen Zorro, I believe, in any kind of me, a major media was obviously the movies with Antonio Banderas and Catherine, Catherine Zeta-Jones. I think you're right. Um, so it's cool that they're bringing him back. Um, the telenovela thing kind of makes me wonder which way they're going to go. Um, if you've ever seen a telenovela, if you've ever watched, if you've ever watched Spanish, te- like Telemundo or any Spanish um, kind Do of Do you like sit at home and watch Telemundo? No. I don't, but growing up, I had friends who were Hispanic, and I would go to their houses, and their mother mm. or their grandmother would be watching these things. And let's just say they're soap operas that are mm. really over the top. Like, they're even worse okay. than soap operas. Really? So that's why I'm kind of reading this, and I don't know what they're going for. Casting Valderrama, too, because he's got his start with is, is a, doing comedy like that 70s show was a sitcom he's got great timing like I thought yeah. he was he, dude he made me out of everyone he probably made me laugh the most on that show so I'm like if they're gonna do this kind of like over the top Zorro I was like I, I kind of yeah. dig it yeah so I'm 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 very intrigued by this and I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping they kind of do a little of both like a, a comic serious take on a comedy or the other way around a comedic take on a more serious tone. Um, and as we know with Marvel, they do that at times. So, you know, maybe it'll be along those lines, but it's just cool to have Zorro coming back. I always like Zorro. Yeah. I really like, it's funny. The first uh, Zorro movie was really good. And I remember yes. the second one was not very good. No, no. And it made, I mean, that's the movie that got Catherine Zeta-Jones noticed. Zorro, really? The first one, yeah. So that really put her on the map. And I, mean, I used to watch an old TV there. show with my grandmother. She used to watch Zorro. Yep. Yep. I remember that there was a show. Yeah, I remember it. So look forward to that. Look um, look towards that, guys. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a pretty, pretty cool take on the character. Um, the little quote that they said they're reimagining this Disney classic as a compelling period piece set in Pueblo de Los Angeles, but told in a very modern telenovela style with richly drawn contemporary characters and relationships set against the action, drama, suspense, and humor of the original iconic Zorro. So it seems like that's what they're doing. They're putting a, everything in it, and it's going to be a humorous take. So, All right, let's do it. We'll see how it goes. Moving along, obviously, I don't know. We haven't really talked much about Hawkeye on the show, um, but Hawkeye has been going on, and I know both of us have loved what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, today was the finale. I did watch it. You have not yet, so we're not going to talk about that. But in development of the show, we all know that we got in Black Widow. We were introduced to Yelena, to Yelena Belova. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know is Natasha's stepsister. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously she's probably going to be taking over the, the Black Widow role going forward. Um, but in the development of the show and of the, the movie, they, the writers of both didn't know, didn't know about, um, what was going on with the other. So during the writing of Black Widow, they didn't know that Hawkeye was, um, going to include her and Hawkeye didn't know that the end credit scene in Black Widow was part of the, part of the movie. How do they not know these things? I don't I know. Give, I give them. I give them credit for being tight lip. That's why Marvel probably never gets anything spoiled. But uh, 
that's yep. pretty impressive. I got to admit. Very yeah, they didn't like it's weird that they're nothing they kept it tight lipped and nothing got none of the wires got crossed. They said they knew they were writing the character in, but they had no idea what the pickup point was until mm-hmm. after obviously Black Widow came out and then they were able to go back and develop. But um that was an interesting little piece of news uh to read. And like you said, it's it's crazy. If you've seen I know you've seen her all obviously on Hawkeye already, just so you know her introduction and stuff. Um, it's kind of crazy that they were able to do it. So I agree with you. I think it's insane, but you're going to, I will say this about the finale. I think you're going to love it. So knowing what I know, knowing your sensibilities a little now, I think you are going to love the finale. So I, I, I can't like, it's like, I hear you talk about it and I'm like, it's going to be insane. I can't wait to watch it. Like I just, cause I, I'm like two episodes behind, but it's like, I know it's good cause it's. I'm yeah, it's, it. it's like you know, it's, you're not going to screw it up now. It wasn't. <laughs> I will say this about the show: I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I have, and I really, really, really have loved it. So that's just, we'll just leave that there. So now we're getting, of course, to Spider-Man: No Way Home. Um, so before we get into our breakdown and, and to the spoilery stuff, there's a couple of things that have come out about it that we're going to talk about really quickly. One, uh, we know that Spider-Man 4 is already in the works. Uh, mm-hmm. Both Amy Pascal and Kevin Feige say that Sony and Marvel are going to continue their relationship. Um, they didn't want to leave people in suspense about like that what happened after Far From Home when they weren't sure we weren't sure about what was going on. Um, so they are planning a Spider-Man 4. It is something that they are planning to do. But one thing we do not know yet is if Tom Holland will be returning as Spider-Man. Uh, there's been various interviews done with him during the press tour for he's the movie. Some, he's had some hot takes here, Kowalski. He definitely has. Um, he's definitely said uh, some strange and interesting things. Like he doesn't even know if he wants to act. For the next He's, five years? I saw one where he said, if I'm playing Spider-Man past my 30, past my 30th birthday, something's wrong. I'm like, dude, you're 25. You're probably not going to make the next one until you're 30. <laughs> <laughs> it, might, it might not come out until you're 30. So it's like, is that the next one? Is that the last one? Like, it's interesting. Uh, I like, you know, we'll get into it. I like him as Spider-Man. You know, uh, the take is a different take. That's a different yes. discussion. But uh, you know, uh, it'd be it'd be sad to see him go. But uh, well, he kind of point. I'm used. Yeah, you, know, you know, you only got these guys for so long. Yeah, and he's kind of he's kind of speaking out of both sides of his mouth. Like on the one hand, he's saying he doesn't know what he wants to do in the next five years or whatever. And the other hand, he's like, "Oh, I love the character, and I've loved playing the character. It's meant so much to my career." And so, I wonder if it's a contract thing. I would hope not. I'm sure he gets paid plenty of money. But hey, if you're if if they're going to focus on him being the centerpiece of the future MCU, he should hold out for that. I mean, I don't. I would not blame him if he did. So we'll see. Um, it's interesting, uh, but we'll find out. But also, like you know, we're you know we're OGs, man. Like we're used to this. Guys get recast. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're, you're kind of spoiled here, and there's not many recastings in the MCU, so. No, and like I said, the only character so far, um, well, obviously not in the MCU, but in who's played one, the only character guy who's played one character in a 
in a superhero film for years is you Jackman and Wolverine. Yeah. Um, right? Like for 17 or 18, whatever it was, 17 years, I think. Something I guess like all that. those those X-Men people are kind of in the mix because of, uh, you know, they've so, always played the older versions. But Yeah, that's true. So, but, but they even got recast in the movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That they're in. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's pretty cool. Um, it's been pretty cool to, to watch the journey of this, of Tom Holland Spider-Man from being introduced in Civil War and then obviously through um, Homecoming and through the two Avengers films and then Far From Home and then no now No Way Home, which... Uh, let's talk about so guys here we go spoiler city yes we're going to we're going to talk openly about this film so if you haven't seen it yet i'm not asking you i am telling you to stop the podcast that's it spoiler talk get the hell out yes because you do not want to be spoiled if you if you have no filter yes so we are going to talk about this yeah so now i saw this film I think before all of my friends, except maybe Haas. I don't know when he saw it. No, I think he saw it before you. But by minutes. Yeah, I think we saw, we both saw it the same day. I know that, which was last Thursday. Uh, but I had orders from people like, "Don't tell me, don't tell me what's going on, don't tell me what happens." Nothing, not just with my group of friends, but my family and all people I know who love it. They're like, "Don't talk about. It. I haven't seen it yet." And there is a very good reason for that. And if anyone did spoil this film, and I say this all the time, if anyone spoiled this film, you don't deserve to watch these movies anymore. Like, you shouldn't be allowed to watch comic book films or any kind of films where this stuff needs to be kept under wraps because this is such a this movie is such a love letter to Spider Man in so many ways, mm-hmm. um, especially the cinematic versions of Spider Man. Uh, all the speculation about were Toby and Andrew in it, obviously they were. Um, all the villains from the previous films were incredible. The fact that they were able to get everyone together and it didn't feel stuffed, it felt organic, it felt just it right, yeah. was incredible. Um, I felt really, really good for Andrew Garfield to come back because obviously his movies are the most scrutinized and he arguably is my favorite part of the film. You thought, I thought he was a little too hyper. I thought he was a little too over the top. I know Spider-Man is kind of jittery. He's a, yeah. he's the Starbucks Spider-Man because he's so <laughs> caffeinated. Um, but uh, I thought he was a little over the top. But I, I think the movie is great. Like it's in, it's in the top ten of the MCU for me. Yep, it's it's fantastic. It's great to see. Like I said, like you said, uh, Toby and Andrew back. Um, there were a few minor things I didn't like. But, um, you know, to see Defoe back was great. I love what they did with the hood. I thought he looked oh, fantastic. So good. Um, uh, Melina was wonderful. Uh, Jimmy Fox, uh, you got to see his version of Electro, right? That's right. what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the what's, Sandman was great. You know, just get to see uh, Mr. Uh, Thomas A. Church back. Yeah. As, as well as the guy who played the lizard. I, he's got a Reese crazy. Reese Yeah, crazy, crazy name. I can't pronounce it. But um, <laughs> it was great to see everyone just back and it was wonderful and you know the the first half of the movie was really interesting and, and it caught it, it you know it no, nothing really deterred uh, me in that aspect like I was like okay this is like a solid MCU just kind of like you know this this is like standard MCU but then that second half when you know people start getting pulled in from portals yes. 
it really takes a it takes a crazy turn and it's like while it's you know it's a crazy amount of fan service yes you know like and saying like it, the meme moment happens on the scaffolding and like you could see it and you're like oh god okay like there's a lot in there but um you know it's it's good it's it's good wholesome fun and it, it's great to see them kick ass and you know um i, I me personally i just like uh I thought I, I was kind of bummed. I know everyone loved the Garfield moment when he saved MJ. I wanted Holland to do that. Like I, Spider-Man always, you know, it's, it's always Spider-Man's job to save. Well, he is Spider-Man. I get it. I get it. That's, <laughs> that's the key. He's Spider-Man three, right? So uh, it's, I, I wanted it to be Tom, to Tom, um, but he'll get it. He'll get his chance at some point. Obviously he's, he's, he's the, the current Spider-Man. So like, I get it. And everyone, everyone loved it. And you know, um, but you know, there's a, uh, I thought it was yeah. great. I did it. Uh, if I, uh, I don't know, like what I don't know where else to go with this. Like I don't know if you want to get into like this things we didn't really enjoy. If there were any sure. or whatnot. Uh, for me, I thought it was very strange how there's no Oscorp at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, like when Norman, yeah, it was, that scene fair. was great. Norman and and Marissa was fantastic, or May, but. Uh, it, when he was like, you know, I, I, my, and someone else lives in my house and Oscorp doesn't exist. I was kind of like. Did I, I've only seen it once. I was like, did I hear that right? Like, that's a little weird to me that um, there's no Oscorp and no Norman Osborn in the MCU. That's just kind of a bummer. Um, that's uh, fair. I, I thought I thought it was, and everyone's going to come at me for this, but I thought uh, when the other two are talking about Uncle Ben and Tom doesn't have anything to say, I thought that was very uncomfortable. I didn't I, like that, but I I understand they're trying to make May the Uncle Ben here, right? I just think it's a weird stance. I think it's far too late in the character to make, to pick that to like to make the you know like it's it I just it's this weird thing for me that I can't get over, and it bothers me about this incarnation of Spider Man, where where now it's Aunt May is now the figure. It's also like well we're, Uncle Ben does does Peter never know his Uncle Ben because even at May's uh, uh, grave. She's not buried next to anybody. Exactly. Uh, so does Peter not know Uncle Ben at all? I, so then what was the briefcase? Like it just again, right. it doesn't make sense to me and I think it's a bad creative decision going farther back into the character the way this character was introduced and that bothers me. Um, but that's like that's a negative. But I don't like, don't make it seem like I don't like the movie because I think overall the movie's a huge success and it's a fantastic movie. But like it's just like there's still some strange things about the Spider Man that just don't click. And it's like are they trying? Like it, is is the MCU just really that good at fix being able to tell a good story where they can fix things that don't work on the fly and you just don't notice it and it just because the movie's good enough, right? But like overall, like you know, those are like. Those are like my big things that I, 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 I don't, uh, I took out of the movie. Uh, you probably could call them from a mile away, but outside of like those two things, it's, it's an awesome film. Like I can't, I can't deny how good the movie is and how emotional I get when I see everyone back villains included and Pete, you know, the, the power of the sun and the palm of my, like every time he said that stupid mm -hmm. line, I, you know, I got choked up and, you know, like, I enjoyed when Lizard was talking to Electro, like, Max, do I die? Like, he's asking him. Right. Like, eventually, it's, I was like, holy cow, this multiverse stuff is really good. And, you know, if for as much as I didn't like Doctor Strange, like, he didn't bother me in this movie. I didn't like, I didn't like the movie, but like, his, I think he's better. I think Doctor Strange is more interesting to me when he's like a side character. Well, um, I'll say this about the Doctor Strange stuff. Um, the, 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 
thing when they said, oh, he's going to be kind of a new mentor. Yeah, I didn't see that at all. Um, I did not see that at all. Right? Like, I, I, there was none of that going on. Your points about Uncle Ben are valid. And I'll say it, not just the briefcase, but he he specifically says in What If, he specifically says "Uncle, my Uncle Ben, meaning that he died. So if that's supposed I, to be... I, as good as that is, I still don't count that as a canon because it's animated. It is, But it is canon. Oh, it's part right. of the universe. All they right, even so have the, the voices of the characters, the same right, people have right. the voices. No, I get it. I get it. So even if you're if you're looking at that too, like that's why I was... When they did start talking about him, I was waiting for him to say... He says nothing and it's just weird. It's awkward. It's an awkward moment. And I'm like, I don't like this. Like, I don't. Yeah. It's something I definitely picked up on and it was something I said, yeah, that would have been a good place. And it makes me wonder when they shot that in relation to when they did the what if piece. Um, because if that came after, then yeah, I understand it. But if it didn't, then why even put that in the what if? Like why even just mm-hmm. don't even mention him? Um, yeah, I just I, I don't so get it. It's, that was it's something weird. that I, I but it's weird that you said that because I when they started talking about it, I really expected him to say something. He said nothing. It right. So like, strange. yeah, that happened to me. And too. It's, it's just it's to me, it's a weird stance for them to take. Like, I don't know if that's a thing Feige came up with. Like, he's like, you know, Uncle, but there's no Uncle Ben here. Like we've got to figure out a like it's it's a weird thing to take away from Spider Man that you know they just seem to they've doubled down on it, you know right? Um, you know I act because it's like I thought the thing with MJ was actually kind of interesting. I it bothers me she's not Michelle. Her name's Michelle Jones. Like she could I don't right. care that she, that she doesn't have red hair, but like she she could be Mary Jane. I don't know, but it's like. You know, I thought it was funny when Toby was like, "Oh well, my MJ." Like, I, you yeah. know, I, I did, I dug it, and you know, the, when you know, it bothered me. There's a lot when I said it bothered me. I was like, "Oh man, Holland Peter, you're such a jerk right now." Right. And he was like, "Don't tell me you know how I feel." And I was like, "Well, you should listen. To, you should listen to Spider Man 3. <laughs> I was like, "You well, really should." It There's was so cool many good moments. To, yeah, it was cool to hear Toby Maguire's uh, that Peter Parker talk about how he's still with MJ and they made it work. Mm-hmm. Um, all this time in the future like that was cool to hear um it was you're still very sympathetic towards um andrew garfield's because you could tell he's still struggling in his universe with what happened to he even says he's like i went to a dark place and it's like we never really saw that no um it's cool that he mentions rhino where they're talking they're all talking about the Mm. their worst villains that they faced Mm -hmm. and he talks or the weirdest that he's he brought that up that was great uh, yeah, all the villains were excellent. There was no, there wasn't, weren't any that didn't get enough time. There weren't any that were uh, I cheated. The lizard, I would have liked to seen the lizard get caught, but that's just me. <laughs> it was weird because it was strange too. It wasn't even Spider Man, but like, okay, so they just, I don't know. I know a lot of people. Some people questioned why the Sandman was in his sand form for most of the movie, mm-hmm. and my answer was, I think it's just because of COVID. To be yeah. honest, and they were like, "All right, we could we just have to pay him for his voice, right?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but um, I'm trying to think of things that didn't the the beginning. I will say, I think it's because I was anticipating what was going to come. Mm-hmm. So the beginning d- is kind of slow for me, even though it happens really fast. Like the beginning kind of moves a little slow. You think I so? Thought, I didn't think so at all. This movie is a roller coaster ride. From the I book thought book. it was great that they included the college stuff. Um, you know that that's mm-hmm. kind of the the focus of of Peter now. Even though everyone knows he's Spider Man, um, that his his focus is on being a normal kid wanting to go to college, um, with them with um Ned and with MJ, 
Uh, they obviously the thing about going to Boston for MIT, and they're like, he's like, yeah, I can Spider Man there. That I thought that was cool. Instead of mm-hmm. him saying like, I could fight crime there, uh, keeping it you know strictly to Spider Man, kind of making um, the other two know that hey, yeah, the, I could still do this when I'm not in New York. Uh, and then of course the ending, um, the ending of the film, which I thought was perfect. Uh, the fact that the spell that he wanted Dr. Strange to start with is the one he goes back to. Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course that he makes it so that nobody knows who he is. You know, it's funny though. There are a lot of people on Twitter who are like, if Dr. Strange just comes in at the end of the movie and changes things with a spell, I'm not going to be happy. (laughs) And, at the end of the movie, Doctor Strange came in and changed everything with a spell, and everybody's happy. I just, I just think it's funny. Like everyone tries to be. Well, yeah, I think it's Twitter. because that's what Peter wanted. Yeah, he didn't just come in and do it, right? Peter was like, "Yeah, I'm willing to make that sacrifice," mm-hmm. and basically giving up everyone he loves to save the world, or the universe, the multiverse, whatever you want to call it, to save everything. Um, it was a very, very excellent way to end this specific spider-man's character arc um depending no yeah because right now like like everything they've done with him it's very interesting yeah so um i do hope that at some point we do get like a dr octopus or a green goblin or sandman for this spider-man like i i don't i I don't want i don't want them to use the the foe as the like well we did the green goblin we don't have to bring in an Oscorp or a Norman Osborn. We already did that. It's like, well, I want this. To me, then he's not like he's almost like not the real Spider-Man because it's like he's got no Norman Osborn. He's got no Doc Ock. Yeah. Who has he fought? You know, it's it's almost like the it, he's fought the Vulture and Mysterio. and Mysterio. Yeah, that's it. It's almost like the Affleck Batman. It's like, well, how many Batman villains did I see this guy fight? Yeah. No, a dead shot. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, you're right. Like that's. You know that that's a core to what to Spider Man are the villains. You know, because like as I'm saying, like I like it. I liked this. I really enjoyed this movie. I just don't want this to be like a thing where they keep pulling all these guys. And I, I, I'm kind of like, ah, it just stinks because like this was like the warm up for the Flash. Because I'm going to lose it for the Flash. You know, like seeing <laughs> these two guys return. And like it is like you know, I, and I was hyped on Amazing Spider Man. Too. Like it, it was like I, I wanted that to work. Like I, yeah, I, I, I did too. You know, you I want you want these things to work. Yep. You know, especially because they wanted to do Sinister Six. Like you were like, oh, I need this to work. Well, so that's it's like you know, I don't like these legacy casts sometimes, and it just kind of feels a little lazy. But like at the same time, like I can't deny that if it works, it works. I'm just like, oh, this is great. Now, I didn't notice this, but I've seen some of this on Twitter after the movie. That they said that when at the end when Strange is doing the spell, you can see some other characters coming out. Yeah, I don't want. I don't. I hope that's not true. People said that they saw like certain shapes, yeah, which resulted in certain characters that made it through the breach. And it's like, I'm like, "Eh." I mean, that's fine, but like, I don't want it to be like, oh, look, 
it's a rhino, but this right. time, yeah, yeah, it's a Russian guy in a suit he can't take off, you know, right. like I, <laughs> instead of being a robo rhino, like right. I want, like, can't this happen in this world? Like, and I, I'm curious to see where it goes. It seems that Peter put on his cloth suit and he's got a more traditional look. And I'm curious, you know, this, this version of Spider Man is what I got to deal with. And uh, it's not my favorite because they do some crazy things. They've made two really good movies out of, out of his true trilogy of films. Yes. Two out of three ain't bad. You know, right. I, I enjoy Homecoming a lot. This one's really good too. Um, you know, I'll see what happens with the next one. I mean, it's been it's been quite an adventure for me personally as a Spider-Man fan. You know, and I remember it's funny because like I remember when people were like, get the Spider-Man franchise away from Sony. They're crazy. Disney should buy it back. And now they're like, amazing three hashtag come back. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you guys stink because we should have got a Sinister Six movie like 10 years ago. Yeah. If you, if you supported you amazing two. That's for sure. That That is for sure. Sony would have paramounted that thing and just kept making them if they made money. Yeah. No one went to see Transformers too. Yeah, that's it only made point. like I think it made like probably a little bit more than Man of Steel or something like that. So, what do you think now, having of Holland Spider Man? Are you? How do you feel about him? Uh, it's okay. It's not my thing because, like, I don't know. Like, it's a weird take on Spider Man. Like, this is a take on Spider Man. This isn't like. You know, like people want to complain, like Nolan's a take. Like, dude, this Feige Spider Man is a total take. It's yes. it's from everything, you know, just from, from just from you know origin. Um, I often I, don't I know. often like, wonder. I, I like the movies, but like I have I have issues with some things. I often wonder if Sony has anything to do with that. Like, does Sony have voice in saying, "Well, we don't want you to use." Goblin again. We don't want you to use Doc because they want to use it for themselves, right? I wonder. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know for certain, but again, the fact that we got them in this movie where they were bringing back the old guys to play him, play them, um, makes me wonder just how much leeway Marvel has creatively to use the villains that we've seen before. Obviously, they can use Marvel to write and shoot the movie, (laughs) right? Obviously, we've we've seen new villains in this Spider-Man that we haven't seen cinematically before, so it's been cool to see that. Uh, but I could, I do kind of hope that wherever we go now going forward, again, this is this Tom Holland obviously is the youngest looking Spider-Man we've ever had. So you brain automatically goes that he's always been really, really young in these films. And now he's going to pick up from there. Obviously, he's around 18 in in the story. So if they continue on, will he be will they fast forward five years? Will they just pick up from where they left off? Um, I don't know. The one thing we do know is we are getting a four, like I just said before. Yeah, I mean, they're we'll talking about a four, and the collaboration is still going to be there. So I, but also- like, I firmly believe. I think there's something to what you said, Eric. But I firmly, you know, this. I've been saying this for a while. Like as soon as as soon as time's right, like Sony, when Sony's full of confidence and think they can do this on their own. You know they've done it before. They're they'll pull Spider Man. They when they, when they actually believe they can do this, they are going to pull Spider Man. They're going to try to do it on their own. And if, you know, and I've I've read I've read stuff. I don't know how legit it is, 
but there was like one article where like Sony owned the rights to like or like the so like some kind of rights issue of like Harry Osborne and certain characters, and mm-hmm. that's why you see Ned Leeds and not Harry. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why there's certain characters they they own like the uh, or some something about the, like the redhead Mary Jane or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's like and you're like and it, like it's, so there's actually like a clause about old Aunt May. And right. I was like, this was fascinating. I don't know where I found it. It could be total fabricated BS. But like there's but you bring that up and who knows maybe it's true. I don't know. But like I know Sony is just waiting and they're probably building up Spider Man so much to the point where people have the utmost confidence in the next time they see a Spider Man movie, Sony's gonna to make their own movie and they'll probably have success for about two or three and then they'll f- they'll falter like they always <laughs> do because no one's the machine that the MCU is. It's kind of it's kind of telling and kind of I think it's pretty much revealing that if Kevin Feige didn't start making in making Spider part of this original Spider-Man films, we probably never get this. Um he was part of the process early yeah, he on. Yeah, hand in all. He's he, had that's his hand how he met Amy Marvel. Pascal. Yeah, that's how he met Amy Pascal, and how they've you know, uh, that they've become friends, and that they're the well, two that, that pushed this thing. There was the thing. whole like North Korea at hacked Sony, right? Because they right. made that movie with Seth Rogen, <laughs> James <laughs> Franco. <laughs> yeah. So. So so yeah, but. This obvious, like I said, to me, this was such a love letter to to the cinematic, all the cinematic Spider-Man we've gotten. Like when they were talking about the webs, like, oh. yep, like that was awesome. Like, wait, it comes out again? Yeah, no, I changed cartridges. Like, I was like, I was like, this is like the most fan servicey thing in the world. But so was, so, so was, but you know what? It was, it was great. great. Yeah. <laughs> I loved every minute of this movie. I was watching it, and I had a huge smile on my face. Mm-hmm. And I will say this: I had a huge smile on my face for a lot of people who I know who have kind of been like you, iffy on on this version. And in my head, I'm like, you know what? You guys are getting a movie that services everything you want. <laughs> You know, like you're getting all of these things now, um, things that you missed, things that you want to see, characters that you loved, uh, the Toby Toby McGuire coming back. Like you're getting all of these things that you, I know that you love, and now you're seeing it, and it was just so much. Oh, the one thing I really didn't like: why the hell would they change the Statue of Liberty? Um, probably because of. Captain America, America would get his own monument. They wouldn't alter the Statue of Liberty. Well, it got broken, so. <laughs> Thank God that happened. I was not a fan of that. It, was, it looked weird. It did a, look weird. A, a patriot. I admit it. And of course, I guess we could talk about, obviously, if you stayed to the end and now it's been released, um, the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness trailer that they showed at the end mm-hmm. of the, the end credits. So, um. What what did you think of the trailer? It's cool. Uh, I'll check it out. Uh, I hope it's better than the first one. I didn't like the first one that much. Uh, I'll see what happens. Uh, I like Sam Raimi, and uh, I'm very curious. Did you like the connective stuff with Wanda and? Um, I I'm looking forward. I I hope Doctor Strange kicks her ass. <laughs> I really uh, WandaVision, I, I'm I'm mad as hell. She got away scot free for that. <laughs> She just kidnapped well, an entire town. <laughs> well, who's well, who's gonna who is gonna stop her? Doctor Strange. So I'm actually yeah, rooting the, for you're her. right. He is one so of I the th- ones. I, I, I'm gonna go see this and uh, really anticipate a, a good old fashioned witch fight. And did you see the evil Doctor Strange that we got? That looked cool. That made me that think of what if. I was like, right. that is dope. Right. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that uh, to that movie. 
now more than I was after Loki and now this. I'm really looking forward to that film. Loki, I did not enjoy. Yeah, but it's part of this whole thing. So Is it it's really? part of the multiverse stuff. Oh, okay. I get what you're so, yeah, with Kang and everything. So, yeah. So, I'm really looking forward to see how everything ties together. Um because let's be honest as much and i do love all i one of the people that thinks if you take out the end credits you every marvel movie could be its own film you don't have to have the connective tissue if you don't want to um except for some of the movies obviously like guardians there's the stone is in it and there's stuff that click but most of them you can watch each one and just watch the movie and enjoy it but the appeal to Marvel and why it's different is because there's this underlying theme and connective stuff that goes through it. So now I'm looking forward to Doctor. I love the first Doctor Strange film. I'm one of the few who does. I don't think um, you're one of the few. I think a lot of so, people. I think I'm one of the few who doesn't like it. Um, I can't wait for this one. I think Cumberbatch is perfectly cast. He is. He's one of the perfect castings that they've nailed to me. Uh, so I'm really, really looking forward to the second one. Uh, see what happens with Mordo and how he factors in. And it's going to be very, very interesting to see how, where they go. Because again, they're pulling in a lot of characters, I'm sure in that one too. And we just got yeah. a taste of it. Uh, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, guys, that is one of the end credits uh, <laughs> for this movie. It is the trailer, which has already been released. Now you can watch it anywhere. Uh, check it out on YouTube. Um, but it's very, very, uh, this movie leads into that very, very much. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Oh, what about the other post credit scene? The other post credits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How'd you forget that one? That's the most important one, in my opinion. I know. So go ahead, man. Uh well, uh, our f- our lethal protector made his uh, cameo in, in, in an MCU film. Mm-hmm. We uh, Tom Hardy is at a bar or whatever do- doing his thing and. They decide to go back home, I guess, to their universe. It was really weird. Yes. And then there's a piece of the symbiote that is uh, left at the bar. So I'm wondering if that somehow makes its way to New York and uh, uh, finds its way to Peter. Because maybe maybe we are not getting a Spider-Man Venom movie because it seemed like Venom went back to his planet. (laughs) And is well no well is there is that a piece of the symbiote or is that all of it? And did he stay? You think Venom Venom stayed? Wow, you don't know. I don't know. Those symbiotes are pretty big. I know. I I I thought that too, and I'm like, but why would just like? I think it was just a clip. Maybe like it was like kind of like a a lagging tail that got clipped off at the end. (laughs) Yeah, because when. When Doctor Strange does the spell and everything goes, everyone goes back. Um, that's what you see happen also to Tom Hardy, right? So you see him go back. So you're assuming that he went back to the reality, the '90s where he was from. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But you're right. A little piece of Venom does, or the symbiote does, stick, stick around. So who knows what's going to happen? But. Everyone, I, everyone knew he was going to be in the movie, and he was. So <laughs> it's a shame Topher Grace wasn't. Yeah, that was something. The only I was people wondering. who weren't in this movie were Topher Grace, James Franco, uh, James Franco, yeah, and Dane DeHaan. Yep, Dane DeHaan wasn't it, and That's Paul it. Giamatti, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's it. So there were. It's interesting, you know they, they not everybody was there. No, and maybe that was done strategically. 
We'll see. I don't know. Who knows? But for me, guys, Spider-Man um, No Way Home is a two thumbs up, five stars. I loved it. I haven't seen it again, which is crazy. Normally, I would have seen it multiple times. It's, but a, it's a busy time of year. Yeah, but I haven't gotten around to see it. So No, I'm with you. I give it, I'll yeah. give it the same thing. Two thumbs up, five stars. Like I, I loved it. I really did. I really enjoyed it. Uh, gripes aside, it's it's uh, a wonderful comic book movie. It just is, you know. Yeah, it's the culmination of the last twenty years of twenty plus years of Spider-Man film, and you know, uh, thank you to the Spider Verse. That movie, this movie probably doesn't get made without You're that right. one being as successful as that was, and stuff like that matters too. You know, these directed, you know, like Suicide Squad, uh, the Arkham Asylum uh, yep. direct to DVD or whatever it was. You know, that helped uh, Suicide Squad, the movie, get made. So, like, these things do help. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, I, I dug it. Uh, I'm glad that uh, they course corrected some stuff, some interesting choices. And I, I thought the, he looked great at the end. And I can't wait to see just w- what's next. Yep. It leaves off in a place where now they could go wherever they want. Um, Maybe with we'll the see Craven. So. Yeah, who would you want I'm, as a villain for the next for Spider Man Four? Who would you well, want as a villain? I'm wondering when we're gonna get that movie, and I'm wondering what other movies we're gonna get in between now and then. So we know we're getting Morbius, right? Mm-hmm. So we have Venom, we have Morbius. Are we? We know that Vulture is in Morbius. Mm-hmm. Um, so are they building towards a Sinister Six kind of thing for the next Spider Man film? Um. Carnage is dead, so we have I don't no know. Carnage. Yeah, Carnage can't be. But with the multiverse, he, he, I guess he could be. I don't know. That'd be great to get Woody Harrelson back. So, <laughs> you, I know so, you're a big fan of Let There Be Carnage, and I enjoyed it. No, again, I I don't think it's a good movie, but it's a hell of a hell of a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> and that's what I felt, thought about the first Venom on rewatch. Like I I like the second one better, which is strange because normally like the most people like the first one. But um, it's a hell of a lot of fun. I'll say I, that. I so. definitely like the first one more. Eh, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're not, we're, you know, these aren't great. <laughs> they're not great. They're me. definitely not great. That We definitely know that they're not but, great. I don't know. Who do I want to see? I'm down for Craven. Um... Yeah, Craven would be good, but like I said, we got we got teased obviously with Scorpion at the end of. Oh um, yeah, I'd love Homecoming. to see that guy get, get his due. So Scorpion, maybe. Um, I don't know, man. There's so many of them. I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna how they'd go about it. But we've got mo- we've gotten most of them in one shape or form. Most of the main ones. You're right. Craven would be perfect. Um, I don't know. It's gonna I, be interesting. The, oh man, Jackal would be fun. Black Cat, the Rose. If the Kingpin's around, you do the Rose. Um, hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot to choose from, and then you could always bring in other ones. Um, because they even got we even got stuff like Shocker. He was in Homecoming. The thing, yeah, like we've Kingpin. gotten. They've included a lot of them yeah. in one shape or form. So I don't know. It's a good time to be a fan, though. Yeah, it's cool to talk about this stuff. 
And it's like I said, we know that like, they've said they're making more, so we know we're going to get some kind of villain. <laughs> Who knows? We will find out. All right, out so uh, before we close the show, I want to wish everyone out there who celebrates a very Merry Christmas. Pete, I'm sure does as well i hope i don't celebrate christmas <laughs> i'm sure um, and of everyone else who do, who isn't christian like we are happy holidays i hope you know you if you celebrate hanukkah i hope you had a good hanukkah kwanzaa whatever holidays you celebrate this time of year uh from us to you um happy holidays what was diwali that's an indian holiday i don't know what it is though i think that's in september okay. maybe i don't know I don't but so that very quickly, I just wanted to do that. And Pete, go ahead and plug away. Well, you could find me on social media. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Zack Snyder's favorite bureau at Pete Illustrated. You can follow the podcast you're listening to right now, Straight to Gotham, at straight underscore O underscore G, uh, both Instagram and Twitter. Check out our Facebook group and our, consider joining our Facebook fan page. Uh, check out Italians for Spidey, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast that I co-host with Nico and Nick Caruso, uh, the dynamic deep dish duo of Chicago, and we talk about <laughs> Spider-Man. Uh, check out at Team Yellow Oval, because uh, all that Keaton stuff is really getting us excited over there. We're just happy to have the Oval back in print and on the silver screen. Uh, once again, good times there. Check out Batman on Film for my comic book reviews for Detective Comics. Check out Batman on Film YouTube for my interviews with uh, Tara Strong and Michael Uslin and Tony Todd and Kevin Conroy and Ryan Haas and Eric Holzman and all these great people. So uh, take it away. Yes, I have just real quickly as well, I also have some interviews on BatmanOnFilm.com if you guys want to see with Rebecca Romaine and Jerry O'Connell and a host of other people. Uh, go ahead and go over there and check those out. Did you interview Rachel Scarston or something? I did interview Rachel Scarston and mm-hmm. um, I'm forgetting her name. The Ruby one who Rose. plays. No, no, no. Not Ruby Rose. The one who plays. Megan Tandy, I think her name is. I don't know. Um, she plays. She's on Batwoman too. I forget. Sophie? No. The, the head of the crows. What's her name? Sophie. Oh, okay. Yeah, her. Sorry. <laughs> check uh, the interview with her as well. That's an audio clip, but definitely check those out when you guys get a chance. Go over to Batman on Film and check it there. You can also check out my reviews of Titans if you guys haven't watched Titans. I know it was just released on Netflix, so if you didn't see it on oh, nice. I did not know that. HBO Max, yes, it's on Netflix now. So if you want to read my reviews for that, you can. There's, spoiler, there's spoilers involved, not in all of them, but in some of them. So if you haven't watched yet, but if you guys want to read them and then come back and yell at me, that's fine too. Do I that. love yelling at Eric. It's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> he likes making stories up too, but it's okay. Uh, check me out on Twitter at finally33, spell finale33. That's also on Instagram as well. Uh, really quickly, I know I had talked about doing another fundraiser. A lot of stuff going on with me right now. I didn't have the time to put it together, so I apologize for that. I did re um I did put the link out again for World Central Kitchen for this time of year. If you guys feel like you want to donate to them, which is what we did last year, if you just want to donate a couple dollars, they do a lot of good work for charities, especially with everything go that just went on in the Midwest with all the families with the tornadoes. Uh, you know, they, they go there and they supply meals and, and just a kind ear for people. And at this time of year, as we know, it's the season of giving. If you guys have it with, within your means, you want to go over there. Um, I check, I linked it on Twitter. I linked it on into our Facebook page. So if you guys go over there, you can check it out, click and, and give a, give whatever you can. Cause it'd be very, very cool to do that. Good idea. 
Yes. And I believe that is it. So, yeah. So, again, happy holidays to all of you. Great day on Twitter. Huh? It's a great day on Twitter. Yes. If you guys want to have fun, read Twitter right now. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) You just run over there and and peruse things that are going on. Just do a little window shopping. Very exciting, exciting day. Oh, yeah. But as always, for Peter Vera, I am Eric Holzman. You are listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we will see you next time. Booyah!